Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and reaches agreements with other organizations for every movie, show, and one-shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Tony Camarena. And I'm Al Rodriguez. And this episode, we are covering Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 3, Episode 3, A Wanted Inhue Man. Original air date, October 13th, 2015. And in case you didn't watch the episode as a whole, here's a nice little short summary. <clears throat> Mac, Daisy, and Coulson race against time to keep Lincoln safe. Hunter will do whatever it takes to get revenge. Hopefully against Lincoln, because that would make <laughs> a much more interesting episode. That really would have, yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I, before we really get into this episode, I, I kind of want to talk a little bit more about this IMDb summary. Um, mm-hmm. I, I've gone, I guess, three seasons in so far, you know, however... Uh, one and a half seasons, however long Mac has been a character with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, his name is spelled M-A-C-K. Yes. I oh, I always thought it was M-A-C, and I don't know why. Well, M-A-C was a different S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. Remember, he is a guy in season one who was driving a Mac truck? That they lazily named Mac? I remember this now, yes. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> okay, like, I'll take it. Yep. <laughs> it, 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 that bugs me on two levels. Mm-hmm. First of all, they lazily named the character who drove a semi Mac, which is lazy. But mm-hmm. Mac, um, in of the Shieldies, the current Shieldies, is an original character. So why didn't they name him something else? <laughs> <laughs> I, it's, I mean, someone liked it. I mean. You can have people with the same names. I mean, Tony, how many people named Tony do you know? Oh, one. Tony Stark? Is that who you're referencing? Oh. Well, I don't know that person. My right, my aunt, well, okay. Like, <laughs> legit question. I Currently in my life, I interact with three people named Tony. Are some of them students? Is that why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah one's my aunt right. my aunt and i are named after the same person like oh okay yeah gotcha <laughs> anyway okay yeah right, i mean right. You're, you're right <laughs> you're right but you don't do that in a show you don't name two people the same character same name that's true oh. it, i i can't imagine ever seeing another homer in the simpsons and that's that's gotten a lot of episodes yeah i mean if there was another homer they'd make a big deal about it that's true yeah it's bugging me that um they ne- in like infinity war they never brought up that there's two peters <laughs> and in endgame which when does this episode drop <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh you know i don't game oh it comes out post endgame that one i know i just don't know it's like two or three weeks after well the listeners will know whether or not they make a big deal that Steve and Strange and Steve Rogers have the same name also. You think they're going to make fun of the, the amount of Chris's that they have too? Or... Oh, well, no, because they're not named Chris in the show, in the movie. Oh. Oh, all right, fine. Okay. <laughs> they should. <laughs> That's true. You know who doesn't share their name with anyone else, though, that we've seen? Who? Agent Simmons. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Well, she does. She sh- Her name is part half of a name she shares with Fitzsimmons. All right, all right, fine. If you want to get technical, yes, that's true. <laughs> we, we always think of them together. You're right, you're right. Continue. <laughs> okay, uh, so let's actually talk about this episode, and we're going to start by talking about Simmons. Um, so quick uh, quick little description of, of uh, her part of the storyline. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Simmons is back, yay, but not doing too well. Oh, She's still getting used to living in a safe environment and getting used to living on this planet we call Earth. She's curious about the portal and how the Terrigen is spreading. Uh, Fitzsimmons finally have their date, and Simmons cries. In the end, Simmons tells Bobby that she needs to go back. Back to the island. (laughs) That's the same thought I had. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
Yeah. So, do we just want to talk about PTSD like we usually do in the MCU? Uh, I I guess so. Sure. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So, uh, PTSD is only as damaging as how serious your medium is. I mean, Tony Star uh, Marvel movies, pretty light, um, tone. So Tony Stark has to deal with it for two hours. Um. She's been dealing, will probably deal with this for maybe like three or four. Then like Frank Castle and Jessica Jones are going to deal with PST for their entire run of their series. Because they're completely serious. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Yeah. So I I wonder, I don't think that correlates with real life. If you're a chipper person, does your PTSD wear off after a few hours? Oh god, I have no idea. <laughs> um... I I'm going to bet no. <laughs> or else it okay. wouldn't be a problem. <laughs> that's, that's true. Yeah. Because she spent, and I, I don't know, did they say it's been three months? Has it basically been like the summer off that she's uh, been on the I could place? tell you slight spoilers for like two episodes from now. It's, oh, that's right. The episode's called 4,722 hours. So if we want to do some math, which I actually don't have my phone with me. And we are notoriously bad at math. Divide <laughs> that by twenty four, and I can tell we can tell you how many days that was. All right. Um. Well, I pulled in my phone. How many is it? Four thousand. How many hours? Seven hundred and twenty two. Twenty two over. There's twenty four hours in a day, correct? Yes. On Earth. All right. Day. Ooh. All right. That's hundred and ninety six days. Jesus over. Christ. Uh, is that six and a half months? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so she was there for a while. Oof, yes, she was. Than I okay. We need to check for like time dilation or some crap like that when we get to that episode. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, not only is it, you know, the, the mental stuff that's affecting her, the PTSD part of it, but we also see that she's also um, just kind of thrown off by being back on this planet, back on Earth. Mm -hmm. So, she basically got used to the other place where she was, which I guess I accidentally said. Did, did, no, no, no. We know she was on another planet. Okay, good. Yeah. No, yeah. no spoilers there. Um, so th there was a point where uh, Bobby's phone goes off and we kind of see that she's like, it, it sounds like she's hearing it louder, I guess, or it's bothering her more, that kind of thing. So clearly she's been daredeviled after visiting this other planet. <laughs> I think more that that's a similar sound to something that was dangerous on the other planet. Which we need to like pay attention to when we get to that episode, whether or not there's <laughs> frequent buzzing or something. <laughs> I I guess that's true. Yeah, um, yeah. I didn't think about that. No, because there there was another part of the episode where there's a a scientist doing something sciency. I don't know, mm -hmm. wishing around a liquid of some sort, moving it. Yeah, I just wrote liquid spinner. Yeah, but but I I figured that was like the motor that triggered her. Oh, that makes sense. I was thinking the liquid, but yeah, that that works too. Right. We don't know. It's a mystery. Ah, and we'll probably never know unless more answers show up in that episode in two weeks that we haven't watched in a few years. So yeah, maybe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. right. So uh, throughout the episode, Simmons is. Um, we, we kind of see her just tr slowly trying to get some more information, um, as much information as she can about the uh, the Terrigen crystals, all that stuff. And then also the, the portal rock. Do, do we get a name for it? The obelisk, right? Yeah, the, the obelisk. obelisk. Yeah. So, yeah, she's trying to kind of get a lot of information from, from that. Um, there's a scene where she's even talking to Daisy and she's... She asks her, you know, directly, hey, what's what's happening with the, the Terrigen spreading throughout the Earth and all this stuff? And she's really curious, uh, kind of still on the, the Inhumans thing, which, mm -hmm. you know, everyone else in S.H.I.E.L.D. has moved on. But uh, Simmons, you know, it's still fresh on her mind, other than her six and a half month hiatus. Yeah, I don't think they've moved on, but it's just part of the world. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're still very much involved in Inhumans now that they're being murderized and hunted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's uh, it's just that they they have the the more information. That's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, uh, Fitz and Simmons finally have their date at a fancy restaurant. Yay! Yeah. There are no other people. Fitz bought out the entire restaurant for the night, and we yeah. see. Oh, how much does Fitz make? 
Yeah, I was wondering the same thing. <laughs> so here's kind of what I was thinking. Um, they all make some amount of money, but they live on base. They don't buy things as far as we can tell. Uh, I don't know if they buy their own clothing. I doubt they buy their own food or any of that mm-hmm. other stuff. So really, they're just kind of, you know, any money that they get goes, goes directly into a bank. Into a bank. Yeah, probably that. Yeah. So you're saying, telling me if uh, Fitz didn't have to search for Simmons for six months, he would currently have a monkey because he could afford one. Yeah, that's probably where his monkey fund went. <laughs> yeah. Damn. <laughs> Damn it, Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now he has to start saving up again. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. And that was really the one. Well, one of the the two um, storyline bits I wanted to talk about in that scene. The other one is Simmons, you know, starts crying um, and and Fitz comforts mm-hmm. her. So we we don't really get much of a reason why. No explanation there. Um, and then the scene ends. So I don't I don't know if there was something I missed. Tony, was there anything? No, that's that's about it. I mean, I was thinking if I were like in Fitz's shoes, trying to figure out what's wrong with her, I would hope it was like relief thank god i can finally relax but knowing the show probably not <laughs> that's that's true yeah and um considering you and i have seen the you know future episodes we know it's um that you're right in that case it is probably yeah. not a cry of relief oh so with that heartache out of the way um we get to just a, a final scene just the the thing to talk about with simmons is that um Bobby is working out at what I'm assuming is late at night because we never mm-hmm. get any sense of daylight or nighttime. <laughs> I'm surprised they're not all ghostly white. <laughs> never go, <laughs> especially the scientists. Although Fitz is kind of pretty white, so maybe that's that's true. Yeah. <laughs> um. So uh. So Bobby walks in on Simmons looking at Monolith Rock, and that's that's where Simmons turns to her and says that she needs to open the portal because she she needs to go back. Mm-hmm to the island that's that's right so tony what what was the storyline with with lost because i i feel like you've you've mentioned this before but i i've never really watched that much of the show why did they need to go back to the island what happened um just give me the cliff notes version pretty much the other people were still alive on the island and the people who got off were like chosen ones to protect the island because the island's the thing that stops evil from destroying the world it gets really big and crazy. Huh. That's, yeah. That's a lot weirder of a storyline than I thought. Okay. All right. Oh, yeah. No, it gets it gets weird past, like, season three. Oh. <laughs> it goes off the rails. I love it. But I can understand why a lot of people didn't. Okay. All right. That's that's fair. You know, if, if it goes really far off the rails, I probably would have kept with it. But I only watched, like, you know, the first season and a half. And, yeah. But, yeah. okay. That's good to know. All right. Uh, in that case, let's move on to the uh, the next part of this episode. Um, so before we really jump into the rest of it, uh, the stuff with Lincoln kind of intertwined with some other things. So we're going to talk about all the Lincoln stuff in it's separate chunks. Bit, oh, so. Okay, separate. <laughs> not now. All right. Yeah. yeah. Thank goodness. <laughs> all, right, all right. That's future Tony's problem. Screw that guy. Exactly. <laughs> and no one likes him. Nope. <laughs> <clears throat> Lincoln is being chased by the ATCU, but makes it away. After being tracked down by S.H.I.E.L.D., he runs away from them, too. He then meets up with his AA sponsor, John, who's nothing but nice, until John learns Lincoln is an inhuman and turns him into the ATCU. While Lincoln is trying to leave, John has a heart attack and dies. Lincoln calls Daisy and S.H.I.E.L.D. for help. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so, um... I'm very disappointed he didn't get it caught instantly. That would that would have been a lot less Lincoln in this episode, and I would have been a lot happier. <laughs> I forget how much you hate him. I really, I don't like him. He's like, I think he might be my least favorite character in the MCU. I've really got to think through it. I mean, never mind. I've blocked out all of the Inhumans from the Inhumans TV show. <laughs> He's definitely my least favorite character in the um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> Okay, all right. God, I 
I think he could be um less annoying, but uh you know, he's he's got he's got some issues. Then again, I don't know, let's see. He's an alcoholic, or I guess former alcoholic. Mm-hmm. And or I guess still alcoholic, is that the phrase? Like you're still an alcoholic, but yeah, you're, you're not always drinking. alcoholic, yeah. Okay, got it. All right. So he he is an alcoholic, but sober. Mm-hmm. Uh but he's also a doctor. So you know he's smart and capable. That's that's more dangerous though. If you're an alcoholic doctor, you're putting more people's lives in danger. As I learned from in Lost, because Jack's dad was an alcoholic doctor. Oh. <laughs> we haven't even gotten to the real Lost connection in this episode. We're just talking about Lost a lot. <laughs> oh, there's more. Oh yeah, dude. You didn't. Okay. We'll get there. Oh, okay. All right. There's All a right. major it... one, a legitimate connection. Oh, in in this episode that we're in we're this talking episode. About? Yep. Oh, okay. Well, then I will be pleasantly surprised mm-hmm. in, in a bit. Whenever, whenever we get to that. So, all right. So, uh, Lincoln gets a, away. Um, there, there's some stuff at at Shield where Sky and Coulson are talking about trying to find Lincoln. All this stuff, and uh, this is kind of one of those moments where. Um, sorry, Sky Daisy. Daisy is uh, a yeah. little unhappy because I didn't know who you were talking about at all. <laughs> that's yeah. That's I already forgot. Already forgot the, her old name. Yeah. Uh, because Coulson and Mac know how to find him. They had a tracker. They put a tracker on him previously, but Daisy didn't know about it. They <clears throat> she wasn't told because she was, as Coulson said, too close to the situation. Which yeah. I, I mean. From an operational standpoint, I agree. But how many times on this show even have they said, no, everyone needs to know the same things? Yeah, like no more secrets type things. Yeah. I Well, it's, it's true, but it's problematic because they do say that. But if you have any organization with a hierarchy, you can't have everybody knowing all the information all the time. Yeah, I I agree, and that's why I don't like that phrase. The everyone should know everything, but mm-hmm. but then they they bring it up and make it a thing, and uh, it just it bothers me. So it's yeah. it's one of those things. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um. So, but we actually do see that Lincoln is pretty smart because he realizes that there's a tracker on him, and he immediately also knows where it is. It's in his arm. So maybe that one was well, a, a bit. He, of a stretch he didn't realize it that quickly. He thought it was a phone, and it was literally Daisy telling him that there's a tracker on him. So, oh, maybe I, I guess I missed that. Yeah, okay. she remember she called him. Yeah, I, I remember she calls him. Yeah, well, I, I know then she says, "Oh, I know where you bought the phone and all that." But mm-hmm. okay, my I mean my my first thought was you know they just got all of the uh, you know all the cameras and and just found him by facial recognition or something. Yeah. But no, okay. it's it's that tracker that Mac stabbed into his arm without him noticing, somehow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> How however big it was, it uh, he he was able to just get it to be embedded. All right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so Lincoln, not happy about that, hangs up, gets rid of the tracker, and runs off. So he ends up uh, calling his friend John, and. <laughs> Uh, John is like this really nice guy. He'll do anything for Lincoln. He's just trying to help him. Uh, yeah. He seems to be his his um, AA sponsor. So that's good. Just completely uh, welcomes Lincoln. Yeah. So mm-hmm. here's our lost connection. Okay. Um. So you've seen the like first the whole first season of Lost, right? Yes. Do you remember the finale where this guy who complains about everything holds dynamite and blows up? <laughs> that's like one of the few things i remember yeah that's him the same actor oh oh yeah he's <laughs> like hey it's his name is leslie arts in the show but in real life he's daniel robeck he's also i guess he's a, a major player in the man in the high castle the mm-hmm. uh, amazon show which okay. i watched the first season and i love the concept but the acting is really bad so i couldn't couldn't watch anymore oh Right. Yeah, and then he's also Have been in uh, yeah, a villain in Lois and Clark, the Superman show from the 90s, and Star Trek, The Next Generation. Oh, okay. Yeah, so those are my facts yeah. about Daniel Robeck. But yeah, but mostly I know him as Leslie Arts, the guy who blew himself up in uh, Lost. 
<laughs> well, okay. All right. <laughs> I thought that was why you made the lost references, because you knew who he was. Nope. I had no idea who he was. We just <laughs> happened to end up making a, a very lost episode. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, now I'm going to see how many other things I can link to Lost, but I get the feeling the rest of them, if I do, are just going to be stretches. Yep. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. So someone else who does stretch is Lincoln's buddy, John, because he has to call the ATCU to uh, give up Lincoln, and then he has to stretch before grabbing that baseball bat <laughs> to stop Lincoln from leaving the apartment. And that was a stretch. <laughs> that too yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah so lincoln is trying to do everything he can because he i mean he's not a bad guy um mm-hmm. as far as we know he hasn't actually killed anyone himself personally and no unless he was he killed him while he was drinking while doctoring but that's not because of this <laughs> that's true yeah something separate but as, as far as we know yeah mm-hmm. uh, so yeah so, so lincoln's just saying hey no here's the money gonna take your car i'll see you later buddy and uh that doesn't go out too well he i guess he scares john to death is that basically what happens because yeah, he yeah, yeah. i guess he has a heart attack or a delayed reaction from him striking that aluminum bat with electricity <laughs> yeah i was wondering that <laughs> yeah um there are things in this episode like electricity doesn't work that way mm-hmm. <laughs> um that part the part of the beginning when he escaped and made the uh the sparks come down which i think those power i don't know i want to call them the tower of power but i'm pretty sure they're not (laughs) but aren't those designed not to do that like if they get a charge or struck by lightning they're designed not to spark incessantly and possibly you know cause fires or whatnot well i mean i i think they're designed to not do that but they can only take so much yeah, right? I mean, right. I know from Back to the Future, a bolt of lightning is one point twenty one gigawatts. That's not sure if that I, if that's true, but that's what they say in the movie. <laughs> so, so do you think he's stronger than a bolt of lightning? I, I don't know. I'm gonna say no. I assume no, but just because yeah. we haven't seen otherwise. Yeah, I want to see him be struck by lightning. <laughs> Just because I want to see Lincoln struck by lightning. Also for science. <laughs> yes, for science. For science. <laughs> well, write it down now, Tony, so that way you, you know, have your have your measurements for science. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so pretty much right after that, that's when that's when Lincoln calls Daisy and says he needs help. And mm-hmm. so we're going to leave that part there and move on to a next little chunk of the story. Unless there was anything else you had, Tony, any other nope, uh, connections? Nope, from Lincoln. <laughs> All right. Well, good. So we are moving away. And <laughs> let's talk about the part of this episode where Rosalind and Coulson meet up. <clears throat> oh, Coulson and Lady Coulson. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I didn't, I didn't think of it that way, but yeah. <clears throat> Rosalind and Coulson meet on neutral ground, Switzerland. Coulson knows Rosalind has a picture of Daisy she hasn't released to the public yet, and he wants to trade. Coulson agrees to a trade. <laughs> I could have put some more effort into that description, but um, I here we are. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so there isn't too much here. Uh, mm-hmm. Coulson is super into Rosalind's car. Yeah. Um, he uh, says that uh, the ATCU probably shouldn't keep making the public all scared like they're doing right now, telling people about aliens and all this stuff. And uh, Coulson says he wants to, to work together so that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, things kind of go smoothly. And uh, he wants S.H.I.E.L.D. to take Lincoln so no one gets hurt. Yeah. She she also makes dad jokes about his hand. Saying it's <laughs> handy and like give him the slip or something like that. Which, mm-hmm. the dad jokes and the classic car make me think she's the, just Lady Coulson. Yeah, you're, you're right. The more, the more I think about it, I, I, I agree with you completely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, she also reminds me. Did you watch Star Wars Rebels? Uh, the animated series? Oh, um, no, you know, I meant to, and I just still haven't gotten around to it yet. Yep, skip the first season. But um the like the minor I, a recurring villain is an imperial um like general named Commander Price who looks exactly like her. So it's really convenient. It's not confusing at all. I just think she's <laughs> went from the Imperials to the ATCU. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, by any chance, does that actress do the voice? Because that'd be nope. awesome. No, nope, oh. she All hasn't right. done the actress hasn't done anything I really know other than this. That's why. I okay. Because right. as soon as she showed up in Star Wars, that would have been the top of my list to bring up on the first episode. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so she was not in Lost, is what you're telling me. No. No, okay. or Star Wars. She just looks like someone from Star Wars. Okay. Uh, so during this, um, we find out that, uh, well, I guess Coulson knows this already, but so Rosalind has a picture of Daisy from uh, previously, I guess from the last time that we saw them at the, the hospital, mm-hmm. right? When, when uh, what's his name, uh, attacked uh, Searching for Lincoln. So... Uh, Rosalind says that there is no name or social security number or any info on Daisy, which reminds me that no one from S.H.I.E.L.D. has any of that information, at least the main crew, because in season one, they went online and they wiped all of their information. Like, that was part of them yeah. going dark. Yeah, I completely forgot about that. Yeah, Um. the weird thing about that scene is they, she shows them the camera or the phone and they don't see who it is and before she says about no social security or name or anything and i was assuming it was uh lash spoiler alert mm-hmm. his name is lash um and i was like why the hell would this monster have a social security number <laughs> <laughs> like, then they show Daisy like oh okay that makes a lot more sense <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was thinking lash too but yeah uh-huh <laughs> oh. so because shield itself is i guess off the radar are, mm-hmm. are 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 all members of shield at this point like do, do they no longer have an identity in the rest of the world or is it just that main crew from the beginning oh uh, i mean i've got to assume that's part of being at shield is you know erasing your identity erasing your fingerprints getting a, a supercar that flies Getting ray guns and fighting giant aliens. They're the men in black. I was just about to say that. Okay, all right. Okay. Cool. All I think right. is that that scene with Will Smith like burning off his his <laughs> um, fingerprints. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's excessive. <laughs> that that one is. You know, I really got to rewatch that first one again. That that's just kind of a fun movie. Yeah, especially since they're rebooting it. And I actually want to see the reboot. So, I uh, so the little bit that I know of this movie, mm-hmm. um, this Men in Black, this is like the international one, right? Not the yeah. U.S. one. So, is this a reboot as in they're ignoring the other three? Or a reboot as in they're just, it's a new cast and storyline altogether, but still part of the same universe? I don't know. But I'll be happy <sighs> either way. Okay. I will be happy one of those ways because i hate the other way so much but all right okay do you do you want to keep will smithiverse or do you want to get rid of will smithiverse i want to keep it i i hate it when reboots just completely ignore the previous storyline because you already have stuff and then it's just the same movie as the previous one like i know where this is going where's the fun okay so it's that's what annoys me so much i mean it's so different in my opinion it's so different they could do it either way or just not even mention anything that happened in New York, and then it could still be in the same universe. Yeah, I would take that as yeah. long as they don't like automatically, or de- as long as they don't definitively say, you know, we're ignoring the other thing. If they choose to ignore it, cool. But it's eh, it's just one of those bothers me. Uh, not to make this Men in Black rewind, but speak about <laughs> Men in Black. <laughs> Why? Okay, Men in Black is a organization that protects the planet Earth correct mm-hmm. why I, do they need an international remember, yes. version 
Isn't it all international? Because it's planetary. <laughs> it was an interplanetary version. I understand. <laughs> but just because Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth have accents, it has to be international? <laughs> well, okay. So the men in black that we know of mm-hmm. are in New York. They're in Manhattan. Yes. And what what it's probably is that that division, they take care of Manhattan and I guess the rest of the US or the rest of North America just because they're they're there, they're in the area. Mm-hmm. And then everyone else, or you know, the international side gets the rest of the planet. <laughs> That's very American of us, first of all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also yeah. terrible. <laughs> Especially if in Men in Black Three, the head of Men in Black Three uh is a British woman. So How'd she sneak into the American Men in Black? <laughs> I mean, you don't you don't have to be a, a citizen of, of the U.S. And this is an Earthwide organization. I don't think they care about that as much. The, but it bugs me. Then why do we have to have a different version <laughs> of Men in Black for the rest of the world? <laughs> I I don't. Maybe we'll find out when the movie comes out. I'm sure they'll explain that. Better have a goddamn we'll... great answer or not mention it at all. One or the other. <laughs> no middle. <laughs> None. No middle ground. Okay. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know who does have only middle ground, Tony? Um, Will Smith. You know, I can't speak for or against that. <laughs> However, what I was going to say is today's sponsor. The little sponsor. wormy guys. <laughs> oh, never mind. <laughs> oh, our, our sponsor. Never mind. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah, today's, today's sponsor. This episode is brought to you by the peaceful land of Switzerland. It's the birthplace of the Red Cross and one of the only two countries in the world to practice armed neutrality. If you're looking for your next vacation spot, consider Switzerland. They have the real Matterhorn with real Yetis, not like that cheap replica at Disneyland. (laughs) Hey, Disneyland has real Yetis. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Hey, Al, what's the (laughs) other country that has has armed neutrality? Because... That seems like an oxymoron just to me. <laughs> uh, oh, I had to look it up, what armed neutrality was on Wikipedia. Uh, it is when you, you're you neutral throughout any kind of wars, mm-hmm. but if someone attacks you, you're going to get your retaliation. So you still have armed forces and all of that kind of stuff. All right. so you're Who's just, the other one? Um, it's uh, Sweden. Uh, good, that's convenient, because I get those two mixed up all the time. Yeah, same here. <laughs> so, yeah. Ah, okay. So, someone else who is trying to um, stay in the armed neutrality uh, concept but isn't quite working out is Lincoln. Tony, let's talk about Lincoln some more. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. This is the last part of Lincoln's storyline for this episode. Yay! Daisy and Lincoln meet up. Lincoln is in shock and blaming himself for John's death. To add to the drama, they kiss. Uh, Daisy and Lincoln, not Lincoln and dead John. (laughs) Then the ATCU come in, led by Mac, who explains Coulson is giving up Lincoln. Lincoln doesn't agree to this new new terms and flees. Daisy is pissed. And Coulson says he's tired of fighting, so he's going to work with them. Them being the ATCU. I don't know if I'm proud or disappointed in you for not, like, saying... He's in shock because he's electric. I'm going to say I'm, I'm going to go with. I, I was about to say, yeah, be disappointed because <laughs> that didn't even cross my mind at all. <laughs> There's another thing in this. Uh, I'm not sure whether I'm proud or disappointed, but we'll get there in a second. It's in this oh. storyline. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. <laughs> uh, so let's see. I guess we'll just kind of start with the first half of what we just said. Uh, Lincoln is. You know, really sad about his friend dying, blaming himself, all this stuff. I almost uh, feel sorry for him. Then I remember he's Lincoln. So, <laughs> and and then the ATCU comes in, and um, yeah. So so we find out that uh, in a off camera or in another scene, uh, Coulson said that he will give Rosalind uh, or give uh, Lincoln up to Rosalind, basically. So that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they, they have yes. that deal so that way Rosalind won't release Daisy's picture to the public. It seems like a great deal. They should just let Lincoln go. 
to that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, you know, this is, it's, uh, I, getting the explanation later in the episode from Coulson where he says, you know, he's tired of fighting with other people. He fought with Talbot and all of the others and everyone else that they should just be on the same side. Mm -hmm. I don't know. This, this feels, uh, even this feels like it's still a bit outside of Coulson and, and you know, how he acts as the director of shield, right. Uh, As, as far as how we've seen him in agents of shield so far. Um, maybe this is how he was before he died and went through the whole Tahiti project, but this really doesn't seem like him now. Yeah, I actually say this is more because he lost his hand and lost Simmons for six months, and it's like taking a toll on him. And he doesn't want to be fighting more people than he has to be. That's a good point. So he's just kind of hedging his bets now, basically. Like he's still trying to do the good job, but. He he does want to make it a lot easier for everyone involved. Yeah, I mean, you're dealing with Lash. You're dealing with um, Ward and New Hydra. You don't need to fight a third front who's actually also trying to deal with Lash. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so when uh, when Lincoln makes it away and, and runs off, uh, ATCU agents say, all right, let's take Daisy instead. Yeah, so. So, instead of chasing after the guy you know murdered somebody like 10 minutes ago mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah that's right i forgot they found the body too yeah <laughs> hmm. yeah so um that I, I i'm a little curious like how well that fight would have gone because i don't know i mean D- daisy's got some some powers she can you know hit a a cone of people right so mm-hmm. she could get a, a good chunk of them but Probably not all of them. So, hmm. yeah. Um, didn't is this a scene where Lincoln like electrocutes them through the carpet? You know, I wasn't really paying attention. I completely forgot how he gets away. Yeah, he like puts <laughs> his hands into the carpet, and you see the electricity go through the carpet. Which I'm not a scientist or electrician, but I don't think carpets conduct electricity. That's another problem I have. <laughs> I, I too, am not a, uh expert in conductive materials. Um, but, yeah, I'm pretty sure carpets aren't that uh, that um, uh, active. I guess they're, they're a lot more of a resistive material, I guess. Than, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Lincoln and Daisy kiss. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the second thing that I'm not sure to be proud of the director or disappointed that if he they didn't actually make sparks fly because he's electric. <laughs> Come on, this is why I would not be a good director <laughs> because I'd be like, should I? No, I probably shouldn't. But I'm going to do it anyway. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they they both have to use their their powers, right? Like, he'll make Make, sparks fly, and she'll make him quake at the knees. Yeah, exactly. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Hey, Marvel, Uh, give us a TV show. (laughs) I mean, it doesn't have to be a big one. We'll 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 do Inhuman season two. We'll we'll take it. Will we? If we if you just need us to to prove, I was more like Squirrel Girl. I'll do Squirrel Girl. Oh, they're they're not going to throw something that top tier at us. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. In human season too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, that's all I've got for for this part of this whole storyline in general. Um, I'm I'm done with Lincoln and all this stuff. Tony, do you have anything uh, else before I've we move been on? done with Lincoln? But anyway, no, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <clears throat> let's let's move on to the last big storyline. May and Hunter. <clears throat> Agent May and Hunter meet with a contact, Spud, to try to sell Hydra some weapons. Spud says he can get them a chance to speak with Hydra, but they need to win a fight. Hunter ends up fighting, uh, really, what, what, uh, I, I don't know what I wrote down for this sentence. Hunter ends up fighting and wins. <laughs> this gets him an in with Hydra. <laughs> I swear I'm sober today. Like, this isn't that know, episode right? from, like, a month ago. So, <laughs> um... Yeah, maybe so, you need a drink. Oh, uh, 
No, no, I, I can't, as I learned doing that episode, <laughs> apparently. Uh. So Hunter and May walk into a bar, which we find out is the worst opening for a joke ever. And and uh, they meet up with uh, Hunter's buddy, Spud. Yay, Spud! Yeah. And, and and I, I love how, uh, you know, they get a few drinks in and they just start speaking, you know, real British. So that's where the subtitles have to come in because, you know, this is probably primarily American audiences. So we have no idea what they're actually saying. Yeah. So <laughs> it reminds me of, well, it's not as bad. Like, I bet if I turned on the subtitles, I'd understand them. It's not like, have you ever seen a train spotting? Ewan McGregor movie. No, uh, it's been on my list, but like probably on the list that I'll want to watch, but never will. Yeah, um, you can't understand anything they say. Oh, without subtitles. God. <laughs> and they're speaking quote unquote English. <laughs> so it really is a foreign film or foreign yeah. language film. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, or um, Snatch is the same way. You ever see Snatch? Uh, nope. Same same thing. Yeah. Um, want to watch it? Probably never will. Yeah, there's one character. Brad Pitt plays a a gypsy character who you can't understand anything he says. But that's the joke. You, everyone else understands him. <laughs> ah, good to know. Uh, so he's like Kenny, basically. Does he die in this movie? Um, it's been a very long time since I've seen it. He may. It is a gangster movie. I don't remember what happens to his character. <laughs> gotcha. All right. So now with uh, Hunter and May kind of having an in, or they have a chance at least to meet with someone from Hydra, they uh, they start uh, pre- uh, prepping. They start getting ready for this. Uh, during this waiting and prepping time, uh, Bobby and Hunter have a, have a short chat over the phone. Uh, not much is really said there, but what does come out is that uh, afterwards, Hunter and May are talking, and we, we learn a couple of things from here. Uh, one... Um, Hunter trusts yeah, trusts Spud enough to to trust this information. Um, Hunter says he can fight like Homer Simpson, <laughs> and May says that Andrew left her, so Hunter lost some money in a bet. Although, do you believe May? Because she she could just be screwing with Hunter. <laughs> That's. I, that's true, yeah. Before she was, you know, as we know her of a character, she was happy-go-lucky, um, yeah. always playing practical jokes on people. So you're right; she she definitely has it in her to screw with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, um, Hunter makes a point during this conversation that Hydra's racist, and they would probably know it's a little Asian girl beating everyone up. <laughs> Doesn't say it in that many words, but yeah. That's that's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, wait, does he say they're racist? No, he says they run with a, cer- a certain type, and it would uh, make okay. waves if a little Asian woman was beating everybody up. So, I mean, they they are Nazis. I would mm-hmm. not be surprised yeah. if they're you know teensy bit super racist. Okay. Yeah, that's that's true. That is true. Yep. When when he said certain type, I was just assuming like really tall, big guys. But you know that that also. I mean, um, that might yeah. be true. But when I think Nazis, I think no, super racist. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's definitely on the top top tier there in the list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All righty. Um, so moving on to the actual fight. So Hunter and May arrive. They show up for their fight, and Hunter finds out that he is to fight his uh, his buddy Spud there, who um, didn't notice previously. You know, he's a big dude. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, it's always interesting watching, you know, any movie or really seeing anything and like you see a character like like Hunter and I think, oh, Hunter's a, you know, he, he's got some muscle to him. He's, you know, he, he definitely has way more muscle than me. Um, you know, I wouldn't want to fight someone as big as him. But then you see him next to this other character like, whoa, this guy is really big. And, yeah. yeah. Um, I think that every time I. I see uh, the Fast and the Furious movies, which we've talked about before. Uh, there were, mm-hmm. One of them was on over the weekend, so I just had it on for some background noise. And uh, I see Vin Diesel standing next to The Rock. And, you know, Vin Diesel, pretty big, really buff guy. The Rock is still, holy crap, I don't know, 
how that's possible. But yeah, uh, yeah like, it's like oh, all right. Yeah, I mean, we could look at Spud, but then we can also like bring Chris Hemsworth in there, and Spud will probably look tiny. Oh yeah, I'm or at sure. least normal size, maybe not tiny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, um, just before the fight starts, uh, Hunter learns uh, rule number two: there are no rules because he had to ask. Um, have you ever seen uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid? I have not. Okay, so probably one of my favorite is I I like the movie. I don't love the movie, but it has probably one of my favorite scenes ever. So it's a western, right? And uh, Butch Cassidy's in charge, of, like the leader of his gang, and this other guy's going to challenge him to a knife fight. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't want to fight this guy because this guy's like three times as big as him. And he goes, <laughs> he goes, whoa, 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 before he grabs his knife. Whoa, 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 whoa. We need to talk about rules. And the guy goes, there's no rules in the knife fight. So he walks up and kicks him in the balls and says, all right, let's get fighting. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want a hunter to do. <laughs> I mean, yeah, as soon as you find out there are no rules, then cool. Which, um, <laughs> after after getting pretty beat down, Hunter remembers rule number two and mm-hmm. pulls out the uh, the brass knuckles. So, yep. works out for him. <laughs> I mean, for me personally, if I, you know, survived the first hit, that I would have remembered those knuckles really quickly. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Assuming I survived that first hit. Well, I mean, he showed up with the brass knuckles in his pocket. Like, I, mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, as soon as the fight starts, you're already reaching in there to grab them. Yep. But, but uh, he was yeah. wait- he was waiting for the rules. That's why he didn't take him out yet. He's like, <laughs> That's true. If they were said no brass knuckles, he would have had to put them to the side. Uh, just take him out, just throw him off or something. Yep. Yep. Mm. Ah. <laughs> you know, in Hydra, rules are number one. Yes. <laughs> I I had nothing. All right. Um, yeah. I'm so, like, I was about to say, uh, you still there? <laughs> uh, so anyway, Hunter wins. He gets his meeting with the, the other Hydra guy. And that's it. He's in. Woohoo. Um, do we have a name for this other Hydra guy? Because that's basically Ward's number two, right? <sighs> yeah. He does have a name. It's like Kibo or Tebow. Or J Lo, or Weebelo, or something like that. All right. So anyway, we'll we'll get the name at some point in the future. Anyway, so Hunter gets his meeting with J Lo, and that's good. Cool. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, so the last thing that I wanted to bring up, just because I wanted to talk about this a little bit, or at least call it out, but I didn't have any other spot to put it out. So uh, Bobby and Fitz are, are chatting, and Fitz uses the word antithesis. And he even says, hey, I can say antithesis now. Mm-hmm. Yay. Yeah. So we're at about, what, a year and a half or so? A year, year and a half since uh, he had his accident where he had some brain damage. And he's mm-hmm. he's healed up pretty well. So he's, it, you know, he's, he's still getting a little bit better, I guess. But uh, he at, at, I don't know if he's at 100%, but, you know, 90 some odd percent, he's doing pretty good. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very proud of him. Yeah. yeah. Congrats, Fitz. Yeah. Uh, there is one little thing. If we're wrapping up, there's one little yeah. thing I want to talk about that we skipped over because it didn't really have a spot for it. Okay. We get a scene towards the end of Mac playing Xbox, right? Yes. He's playing Halo 5, and I haven't had an Xbox since the original Xbox, so I've only played like Halo 1 and 2. Uh-huh. But Mac's playing it, and he's not using any of the shoulder buttons or trigger buttons. Mm-hmm. And this is a first-person shooter. I'm pretty sure Halo was like every per- first-person shooter I played on my PS4 where you use those buttons to shoot. Am I wrong? Well, we don't know how well he's doing. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> but that's one of my big pet peeves, like nerdy pet peeves. It's like, at least, you know, let him play around so he knows how it works. So it's mm-hmm. not obvious. <laughs> Well, I mean, he he basically challenges Daisy to to play in this scene, mm-hmm. right? So we we know she wins immediately. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, what year did the Xbox One come out? Is this the Xbox One or a three hundred and sixty? 
Uh, this was a 360, and I only know because of the controller. Uh, well, that's what I was going to ask. Mm-hmm. Should there have been lights on the controller also? <laughs> uh, no, no, it's, okay. uh, I, th- I think that was, that was accurate, yeah. Okay, I've From only played the next box 360 a handful of times, so I wasn't sure. Ah, okay. All right. I mean, it's been so many years now, I, I can't even remember. But uh, are you sure that was Halo 5? I was trying yes, to figure it out, because, but I didn't put a lot of effort. Yes, because it, that was the only Easter egg on IMDb. Ah. Well, then in that case, if I remember correctly, Halo 5 Guardians was an yeah. Xbox One title. It was not on the 360. So oh. that's also a mess up. This was... Hmm. And the, the reason I say that, because the... Well, you know what? Actually, hold on. I, yeah, I'm, like, I'm sure I have a... A original Xbox One controller around here somewhere. I guess I put it away when I moved. Um, all right. I I was assuming that was a 360 because of the controller, but now that I'm thinking about it, the original controllers were a bit shinier. So now I don't know. Are you looking it up? You trying to figure this out? Uh, yeah. Xbox One. Oh wait, hold on. I'm trying to see when it dropped. <laughs> Uh oh yeah, it, it dropped in two thousand thirteen, and this is two thousand fifteen. Wait, no, that can't be right. That was six years ago. Consoles have been around for a while, but I, I can't imagine they were yep. around for six years. Uh, November twenty second, two thousand thirteen. Wow. Okay. Man, time flies. All right. Oh, I know. I was thinking <laughs> about that with my PS four. It's like it's about time for a PS five to come out. Hmm. But then I don't want to, you know buy another system so i'm totally fine with my ps4 mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> yeah. anyway all right well i'm good to to close it out with um me being horribly horribly wrong on my console system of choice how about you tony mm-hmm. you good to close out yeah i'm good i'm good all right cool well everyone um listen next week when we will be talking about agents of shield season three episode four devils you know i hope daredevil's in this episode Yep. And please remember <laughs> to follow us on Twitter at MCU underscore Rewind. And uh, please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. And this was the Marvel Cinematic Rewind for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 3, Episode 3, A Wanted Inhuman. Signing off. Have a marvelous day. Wanted man.